Hello and welcome to Funny Science Fiction, the live edition. All right, well, welcome to the Funny Science Fiction live edition, the show where, well, this is a side gig for our editor, and he took the day off. No, literally, our editor took the day off. He's not here today. Nick is is uh, taking the night off uh, this week. Kathleen will be taking the night off next week. So you the free elf. Yeah, so we'll be, uh, we are a little light on the Nick side today. We'll be a little light on the Kathleen side next week, but uh, we happens. will we will manage through because we've got some awesome guests waiting in the wings for us. But before we get into tonight's show, we need to thank our show partners, River City Tees and Level Up Lightsabers. Let's go with River City Tees. With over 700 designs to choose from, River City Tees has something for everyone. Need some new nerd merch? River City Tees has you covered. Need funny or sarcastic designs? River City Tees has you covered. Are you looking for a new logo or custom design? Whether you need one or 100, River City Tees has you covered. With multiple colors and options for each and every design. With things to choose from like shirts, hoodies, phone cases, coffee mugs, and so much more. Be sure to follow River City Tees on Facebook and Instagram. If you do, you'll get the latest on designs and information about upcoming sales. River City Tees, let's make a shirt together. It's got a good groove to it. It does. It's got a little head bob. You know, you, you get down to it a little bit. All right, that is one of our show sponsors. Next up, level up lightsabers. Links for both River City Tees and Level Up Lightsabers can be found in the show notes and comments section. I would also, though, like to take a moment to show off one of the promo picks that I got done with my Level Up Saber. If Tim can pull that up. Working on it right now. Hold on. Because it's awesome. So my good friend Nicholas at Nichols Media and I had fun playing like kids again and got some pretty cool shots. We also have more coming in the next few months. But please check out his stuff on Instagram and on YouTube. It's he's got some pretty cool things and I cannot wait to share more like legitimately playing like kids in the snow again. It was so much fun. So how many pictures did you take actually? A lot. <laughs> okay. Cause I've only, I've only seen like two or three of them. I think there so are far. only two that we've released so far. Um, his, his camera was not enjoying how cold it was outside. Fair enough. Neither. I don't enjoy it how cold it is either. <laughs> so I feel you camera. We're good. But, but I, we, I really do like that picture. That's awesome. It's a really cool picture. And we have got some pretty cool things that we are working on. I'm excited to share more. Our co-host Nick is commenting from the cheap seats. Oh. It was so much Ooh. fun. Oh. Yeah, those, those are cool. I can't wait to see the rest of them. So Yeah. But legitimately, yeah. guys, Nichols Media on YouTube and on Instagram. Please check out his stuff. Yeah, absolutely. If that's quality work he's doing, I'm I'm curious to see what else he does on in other venues and other areas. That's really cool. All right, guys. Also, want to remind you that if you haven't done it already, please do as the little ticker tape things you know, or this banner, whatever it's called, does doing down there at the bottom. And remember to like and subscribe. It helps us out greatly. And if you really feel like it, you'll have an opportunity to uh, help us and support us in another way. If you've already uh, liked, you've already subscribed then you have the opportunity, if my buttons will work here, because it's a Monday. <laughs> Why would everything, anything work? It's a Monday. We were doing so well. We were we were off to the races. Golly, we were doing great. But <laughs> but since it is a Monday, and no, anyway, but, but if you've already speech. liked, yeah, if you've already liked, you've already subscribed to Funny Science Fiction Podcast, uh, if you don't mind, buy us a coffee. 
you can buy us a coffee with the link shown in, in the chat right there. And that is a monetary help to help us continue to make content and afford the little things that, well, cost a little bit to do what we do and bring entertainment to you guys each and every week. But if you do that, we'd greatly appreciate it. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw a YouTube comment. Never mind. I'm not laughing at that one. He, he's not wrong. He's really not. No, I, no. You, I can't argue with him. No, you're you're darn near professional. <laughs> I've had lots and lots of practice. All right. But tonight we would like to welcome our dear friends, Jason Taylor from the Three Geeks podcast and Ben Riley, a.k.a. the Hearty Healer on TikTok. Welcome. Hey, hey guys. Hello. It hey, is an honor to be here. On screen. One of, one of my new favorite things to do with my friends is Tim and I yesterday in our, pri our private chat, we were talking. I like to get with people that are my age and then the two of us explain to each other um, lingo old, that teenagers old man, old man <laughs> We spent like two, two hours, like about an hour trying to figure out something that we didn't understand that happened earlier because we're not hip enough. And what was it? Well, we'll talk about it off air. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's an off air topic. Oh, boy. But, the, the fun thing about it was I was honestly getting ready to message Jay and I'm like, cause I didn't understand it. And I'm like, Did, and, he, and then all of a sudden I looked out at my phone and it's buzzing. I'm like, Oh, Hey, all right, cool. I'm not the only old guy who didn't understand. All right, here we go. <laughs> and then at the end of the conversation, I'm like, I should have messaged Kathleen. She's a lot younger. And he's like, no, she's old by default because of John. <laughs> I, yeah. Old by default because of John, because I don't socialize with people because people are icky and gross and they, they really are. There's always that. It's Anybody also... who follows me on Instagram and TikTok realizes that my newest friend yesterday was a brown paper bag puppet that I made with my daughter. So I was fully expecting to see that. I'm not even gonna lie. Right huh? I was really bummed out when I found out Nick wasn't gonna be on the show today. So I have a mustache <laughs> that I will occasionally put on when I'm not talking in honor of Nick because oh, no. people think I'm sarcastic, but Nick's one of my favorite <laughs> people on the show. <laughs> I, I see the Grogu versus Snorlax uh, yeah. comment there. Just just going to point out that Grogu has thrown things probably four to five times <laughs> as heavy as Snorlax, but Snorlax does have a hyper beam. Grogu didn't take the lightsaber, so... He's going to get a dark saber. He could oh also my, just force sleep Snorlax to sleep. It might. According to John, the big drama in your house today is that you're out of Paw Patrol episodes and have to start over from the beginning again. Oh, no. I will be in here for a very long time now. I'm sorry. <laughs> she has retired from parenting. and I... Oh, no. The, this podcast suddenly became a 24-hour stream? Wish exactly. to be Darn excluded it. from that narrative. Exactly. All right, so hey guys, before we jump into our topic, uh, take a moment if you would. And I, although we introduced the name of your show, and for Ben, where where we know you from, if you wouldn't mind, please take a minute and talk about uh, where you where people can find you and what your content is. Ben, you, we'll start with you. Okay, then I was about to hand it off to Jason, but that's fine too. And uh, hi, <laughs> hi, I'm Ben Riley. Uh, I have a TikTok uh, with. It's called Hardy underscore healer or just Hardy healer. Uh, I do a whole bunch of random content on it. Sometimes cooking, sometimes Star Wars. I made a video about that guy. Name is Bonk. It's hilarious. There's a bunch of them. Uh, yeah, I, I just do the TikToks and I'm a nerd. Which speaking of, I have a show and tell that I want to present. You want to do, do that now? Do oh, it. absolutely. I've been dying to since Go the for moment it. you invited me to the podcast. One second. <laughs> well, while you're getting your item, I'll have Jason do, do a quick in intro. Well, when I am not listening to Pop Culture Addicts, I am uh, recording Matt Talk with my buddy John. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. <laughs> Hold on. I don't have my headphones on. I can't hear anything. That is spectacular. $30. Where? Uh, Facebook. <laughs> I don't, I don't, this is a random person's thing that they just had on their wall and they were selling it. And I'm like, poop. Give. <laughs> I'm like, $30, now. I'm in. Yeah. 
Oh How fast God. can I get to you to get it? Yes. It is so amazing. <laughs> and I love every single thing on it. The little R2. Every... The only thing that I'm disappointed about is that the, the foils don't open up. Mm. So it's just oh. like this. But I'm going to get some like metal wire and little hooks and hang it from the ceiling like as it's flying. Yes. And a different person. Hold on. Let me it's... put this down. Because it's, it's just it's... vacuform plastic, but it's like bulky. Uh, but a different person is selling a TIE fighter. So I want to do the same thing. Get little like acrylic. Oh, uh, make it look like it's chasing it. Yeah. I want to hang them from oh. the ceiling with little acrylic sticks. as like the blaster bolts and just have them going through the sky. Oh my God. I'm, I'm excited. Shayna would never let you do that, Tim. That's why I have nerd manland here away from home. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> I currently have a, a lightsaber hanger in my <laughs> Amazon cart because it's the it needs to go there like above the window above our bed mm -hmm. great how, how much are you like spending on that because you can get like broomstick holders for like it's like eight bucks but it's because it's okay. the, the clear acrylic mm, okay so yeah. when this beautiful thing is then placed on it Ooh. nice 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 it's my fan some All right. Very cool. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, Ben. I am almost not jealous. That's <laughs> a lie. I'm that's a lie. Uh, I'm completely jealous. Two hundred dollars, so. and it's yours. <laughs> we might talk. Anyway, uh, <laughs> oh, no. I don't know if I was serious about that. <laughs> well, yeah, you don't play chicken with a train unless you're ready. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jason, go ahead and finish up what you were what you were telling oh, us. Oh, what I was saying was when I'm not listening to pop culture addicts, and if you're out there and you want a podcast that you can listen to with your grandmother, I talk about three geeks all the time. But if you want something you can listen to your grandmother or grandfather with, or something to listen to while you're eating pudding or yogurt, <laughs> I have the podcast for you. Me and John Orlando, we do a Matlock <laughs> podcast that airs twice a month. I'm 100 serious, Ben. We do a Matlock podcast twice a month that's got a huge following, and we've actually interviewed uh, cast members. Uh, Nancy Stafford was the latest, and you guys should check that out. Matlock. We're going to bring it back. We're going to do a reboot of Matlock. <sighs> okay, so for a hot second there, I thought you were talking about pop culture addicts. And I'm like, I was very concerned. I'm like, come on! I'm I mean, like, just because we interviewed Ed Bagley Jr. doesn't mean we're old. Dude, that's awesome. Like, It really was. It really yeah, was. Ed, Ed was really cool. By the way, that's out right now on Pop Culture Addicts. If anyone is interested in checking out interviews with Ed Begley Jr., Shameless you can check plug. that out. Shameless plug for another podcast that Kathleen and I do. All right. So cool. Yeah. Check out Three Geeks Podcast. Uh, I was on their show on Sunday. Had a really nice chat with April Rose Gabrielli and Kulik, some musical artists who have some amazing stuff out right now. And you guys are going to need to check that out. Check out Matlock that he does with with John Orlando. Really good stuff there too. Uh, it's perfect podcast to go to sleep by, and uh, you know while you it's cuddle funny. up with grandma. It's quirky and funny, but um, it is it is actually yeah. You could tune in three geeks yesterday and listen to the interview that we did, and you can also listen to Tim fight with Max about Star Wars. And for a brief second during bit, that yeah. final part, you can see me turn my shirt into a bikini top and dance behind Max. So tune that in. That was troubling. That was very troubling. You had me, and then you lost. Well, we were talking yeah. about bikinis during the interview, so I thought it'd be funny. But, yeah, it was appropriate. It was appropriate. Jermaine to the conversation. I think that's what I wanted to say. Uh, yes, we are, John. So. It's called uh, Murder Talk, and we've already got it planned for eight years down the line when we finish Matlock. There you go. All right. Cool, cool. Find All right. The diagnosis murder one. There you go. That'll be after when we're actually going to be <laughs> the right age to like these shows as much as we do. <laughs> There is nothing wrong with diagnosis murder, as I have the the DVD case right there. Welcome to Diagnosis Talk. My name is Jason. I'm joined by John. You have to do it before Dick Van Dyke dies, uh, though. Now our teeth are gone, but we're here podcasting. <laughs> Welcome, Tim. Uh, all right. So the reason why we have these guys here. <laughs> we have a reason. We do actually. So last week we had uh, we had some some great guys on. We had Jake the Jedi from TikTok, and we had Joey DiCarlo from So Wizard Podcast on. And our intention was to originally we were going to talk about the season ending of uh, the Book of Boba Fett. We were going to talk about you know uh, theories and things pushing forward, but there was so much content and trailers that had come out uh, post Super Bowl uh, that we couldn't get to as much of it. 
as we wanted to. And so, um, it, I'm stop I'm it, John Wasp. Is, is he who, is he Hoobas thinking it? Yeah, excuse me for a minute while I go slap him. No, no, leave the microphone on. We want to hear it. Anyway. <laughs> Just have him come in the room. Right? We, we need that content. We need John, that I need you to come here for a minute so I can slap you. Uh, John is recording Paw Patrol talk right now with his daughter. <laughs> no, that means he's just listening. She's talking. So, all right. So, but so for tonight, since we really didn't get a chance to do as much of that as we wanted to last week, we thought what we'd do is we'd pick up where we left off last week and we'll, we'll start off with some talk about the book of Boba Fett. We'll, we'll look at how that leads into hopefully some some things on Mando for season three, how that may even touch on a little bit of Ahsoka and uh, in a separate section because these shows should in no way overlap uh, the story of Kenobi and what's going on there and what we're looking forward to there and uh, anything else Star Wars moving forward that we're, we're hoping to see. So we're hoping for some cool theories and chit chat tonight. And please feel free to enter your thoughts about our topics into the comment section. We'll get as many of your comments on the screen as possible and have some interaction with you guys. So really looking forward to this. So I guess what we'll do is we'll start right off. Ben, I'm going to start off with you. Uh, the end of softer. I can, I can squish it. I know. I need to go grab one of the, the cuddly <laughs> ones I have. Well, my daughter has, but whatever. Stay. All right, so let's uh, let's start with you, Ben. What were your thoughts on the on the entirety of the book of Boba Fett and the ending, and how do you feel about it? Oh boy, <laughs> I loved every second of it. The moment the title music started, I'm just like, "That's it. This is my life now." <laughs> right? But just, I love the show so much. Like it has. It feels, this is going to sound very confusing, but it, at the same time, does not feel like Star Wars, but is the most Star Wars we had in a while. That actually okay. very, It's very much like, just like the first impressions of like the first episode of Mando, it's a Western. That's mm -hmm. it. It is a Western with a Star Wars paint job. Kind of and how that like, is Orville is the, the best Star Trek. What's up? Kind of like how the Orville is the best Star Trek. It, that's very yeah, actually, how I felt that about... is a very that's a very good uh, description of it. <laughs> you've now hurt. What Jason's have you done feelings. to me? Why did you do that? <laughs> You're welcome. I need I need to watch more of the Orville. Anyway. I saw one episode. And I was like, ugh, but I'll watch. More. Seriously, you need to watch more of it. It's hilarious. Yeah, once you get like, I think the third episode is where I'm like, okay, I'm in. Uh, yeah, the first couple weren't that great, but yeah. But anyway. Sorry. Back to Boba Fett. <laughs> Tangent. Just my brain. You, you darn near the... broke our guest. Way to go. 20 <laughs> minutes into the show, he's broken. Way to go. Wow. All right. No, my brain just flashed to Han Solo just going, Boba Fett. <laughs> 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 that that's one of the things that I'm I'm so happy they, they didn't exactly fix, but they took this character that had so much love and like admiration from like the expanded universe and everything and they actually made him useful because technically to that point in canon Boba Fett was beat up by a blind Luke Skywalker and took credit for Darth Vader's like capturing of Princess Leia and Han Solo and everything mm -hmm. like he also did stuff in Clone Wars but that wasn't till a little bit after. Right. Recently, I mean, technically yeah. before, but also after. But now we actually got to see Boba Fett being amazing, being the feared bounty hunter. But at the same time, trying to be like a dad to a bunch of people and to mm -hmm. be like a respectable person. And I loved that so much. Okay. I, I have an entire thing of like going through episodes of like what I liked and whatnot. But I'll, I'll let... Other people Fair. have initial reactions first, because Fair. Okay, Jay, what about you? I I liked Book of Boba Fett. I um the first four episodes for me felt like, like you said, a, a western just because it was a little slower, took time with the story. We got the because again, I didn't go into it with the expectations that Boba Fett's a badass. I know Boba Fett mm -hmm. from the movies and what we've seen so far, and to me he wasn't, but in this show we got to see that you know the what everybody thought he was and I thought that was a lot of fun, and um, 
I I love the episodes with the Mandalorian later in the back half, but I feel like it was almost a bait and switch. Like, all right, we're gonna give you guys Boba Fett, but then we're gonna give you guys the Mandalorian, which is what you really want. And um, I I like that. I like I liked all of that. I just wish maybe it had been its own thing, or it had been the whole series, just with like little cutbacks and force. If you're mm-hmm. gonna pull it in at the end, but there's one thing that the Disney shows have, and that's gonna be a Grogu problem because we can't have him a baby forever. And if all of these stories are just us telling his story or Disney telling his story, then we got to get this kid aged up. Can't be cuckooing for five more seasons. I'm sure they can milk that a bit longer. <laughs> or at least they will continue to, probably. Yeah. But no, I, I loved the Book of Boba Fett. I even liked the Luke Skywalker. I'm like the only person in the world that didn't think that it was uh, disjarring. I loved <laughs> everything about it. I, I also want to talk about luke skywalker so much yeah go for it oh okay we're we're jumping into that i'm just taking over his host yeah go ahead and tell us about it okay no absolutely Uh, i don't care quick quick bit on it like the whole mandalorian jumping into to boba's thing it did feel very much like mando season 2.5 for a bit but it also played into like setting up for mando season three yeah yeah i wish they just took those episodes and made them the first like two episodes of Mando three, but either way, seeing the Luke Skywalker that I learned about as a kid was the greatest thing that has happened in a while. Like Luke Skywalker is hands down my favorite like character in star Wars. It's very like basic. Oh, you you like the main character of Star Wars? Wow. But watching him grow from the like super immature like farmer on Tatooine to being the Jedi Master like Luke Skywalker, that was great. And then finally seeing him be the Master Jedi was okay. amazing. I also think they did such a better job with the... Uh, like the visual effects, especially since I don't remember their name, but they fixed the visual effects from Mando season two. And then Disney saw it and then hired the person to do the effects for that. Mm -hmm. So that's why Luke looks better because they hired someone from YouTube that made it look better. That's really cool. I'm glad somebody else liked Luke's uh, picture image because I did too. And like everybody else was like, well, but the eyes. I'm like, I didn't notice the eyes. I mean, (laughs) I I think it's if you pause it and you really study it, yeah, there's going to be some issues. There's going to be some, um, like, because I did a TikTok about this uh, on my channel with like all 350 of my followers. Yay. Anyway, uh, but I did a a TikTok on it. And, to me, the, the CGI is always a little disconcerting. I would rather see a live action actor. I think we have options out there that could be used. Uh, you know, Sebastian Stan, there's there's uh, the body double, the performance artist, artist body double. His name is uh, Gra- uh, Graham Hamilton. And he does. A, he actually looks quite a bit like Mark Hamill at that age. And, uh, you know, and then, of course, there's Mark Hamill's son who looks quite a bit like his, his pops at that age uh, as well. So I think there's some live action options that they could use, but I also understand to some degree why they, why they're going with the CGI to maintain the, try to maintain a look of, of continuity between what we saw in return of the Jedi and what we're seeing now, because this really isn't that far past return of the Jedi. So in, in, in the timeline. Yeah. I think they said it's like five years after yeah, so I mean, there there's has to be a little bit of age aging to get him to where he's at, but you know he can't look like the teenage kid that we saw in A New Hope, and he can't look like the old man that we saw in Last Jedi. Right. You know. One so. of the things I learned about with the book of Boba Fett is that I'm a Star Wars fan. Like I've always identified as a Star Trek fan and somebody who likes Star Wars, but with all the stuff Disney's done, I've loved it all. Granted, you know the trilogy as a whole is kind of a mess, but each individual movie I loved and. I still want JJ to direct Tomb Raider because Rise of Skywalker was fantastic, in my opinion. So I realized watching Book of Boba Fett, like, oh my god, I think I'm a Star Wars fan because I've liked everything that's. I like Star Wars more than most Star Wars fans do because I've liked everything <laughs> Disney's put out. 
Star Wars. No, you're, you're you know, there's like I said on your show on Sunday. Uh, yeah, actually, that's yesterday. Um, there's nothing worse to a Star Wars fan than another Star Wars fan. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and there's nothing worse to a Star Wars fan than actual Star Wars content. Because, mm-hmm. you know, now it's it's not what they have seen in their brain. And, you know, oh. and I, as being a Star Wars fan, you know, I find myself sometimes wanting to be critical of certain things, but also trying to find, uh, you know, uh, exactly, John, nobody hates Star Wars like Star Wars fans. Um, but, you know, trying to make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm finding the silver lining to whatever it is, being happy with the content that's being put out. Not that I'm accepting it being force fed to me that, oh, here, you know, here's some drivel, take this and, and be happy with it. I mean, there's things that I don't like about, uh, and I, I, I highlighted this yesterday on your show. You know, there are things that I don't like about certain certain bits of content. There's issues that I have with the movie Solo. There's issues that I have with the movie Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. There's issues that I have with the Book of Boba Fett. Overall, I've, I've enjoyed it. But there are things about the show and the way that it was done kind of, you know, kind of irk me a little bit and i would like to have seen done differently but then again i'm not the writer i'm not the director i'm not the producer i'm not the showrunner so i can sit here from my chair and 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 speak on it a little bit but you know that's kind of what it is that's also like people who criticize olympian olympians with the oh you should have done that while they're sitting on their couch i i love that mentality love but it when someone just goes oh i could have done better it's like well, why didn't you? Why didn't right. you spend the decades of like directing knowledge and like film experience and like script writing? Why right. didn't you spend decades upon decades doing all that to be in that position? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, like, that's the, the problem only reason you should have that kind of a opinion. Sorry. One of the reasons I think Star Wars fans, it's it's my generation and up that seem to be the angriest at Star Wars, and I think it's because they had twenty years of hype between Return of the Jedi and the Phantom wait. Menace that they just yeah. built all this stuff up, and when it doesn't hit the way you think it's gonna hit, it, it makes right. you sad and hurts your feelings. Mm-hmm. The only real complaint I have with Disney is I wish that they had stuck to their guns with the sequel trilogy. I wish Colin Trevorrow's movie had been made because right. as much as I love Rise of Skywalker, because again, JJ, direct Tomb Raider, please. I know you're watching. I I, I, I it was. thought it was a fun movie, but it did not encapsulate a trilogy. It was a direct sequel to Episode 7. It was almost completely ignored. So on that aspect, I get some trepidation, but they gave us yeah. Rogue One, which is my favorite Star Wars movie of all time. I love Rogue, Rogue One. One was amazing. Rogue honestly, One is a beautiful movie. I honestly think Rogue One is the best Star Wars movie. Because sure. the rest of... You have you know the entire nine movie saga is about one family it's about these chosen ones super powered people and everything rogue one is the only one where you see like the people oh boy am i gonna hear a thing about loving rogue one no 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 i love rogue one i just don't think it's the best i just that's i, my... I well, like that's rogue the... one so <clears throat> empire much <clears throat> empire oh well, <clears throat> empire go ahead that man. is <laughs> okay this, like this one is one where we get into like opinion. what is the best and what do like what is my favorite empire is obviously the best like it's pinnacle star wars it is what everyone points to when they go that's star wars mm-hmm. sure but my favorite is rogue one so okay. to me it is the best but cinematically empire strikes back cannot I, be beat by anything else star wars i love movies. i love rogue one because it's classically non-skywalker except for the the one little bit the one little scenes or, or two scenes rather with darth vader you know, you see him talking to Director Krennic, and then you see him killing everybody and their uncle's brother on the ship. Uh, so past that, it's it's, it's pretty well Skywalker free. What I liked about it so much is it's the one Disney product that doesn't feel like they're trying to make merchandise. Like they just made mm-hmm. this movie as a one movie and they let the director make it as a one movie. There was no cop out at the end with um, uh, why am I blanking on her name? Uh, Jen Urso. I, I loved her as a character, and they could have copped out and found a way to get her off that planet, but they didn't. Disney stuck to their guns. They didn't worry about franchising. I mean, granted, they've gone backwards, and they're going to do an Andor series, but at the time, they were just focused on making this one good movie, and I it really shows because they let the movie end the way the movie should have ended. 
Right. I would have loved to have seen Jen Erso jump off from there and, and Cassian as well and see what they would have done moving forward because I think there was a really cool story there that could have been told. But on the other hand, I think the story is better served by everybody dying on Scarif the Fun way that spoilers. it was supposed to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Spoiler alert. Uh, for, a movie, for a movie that's, what, eight years old now? Yeah, easily. Oh, so. God, it's been eight years. No! All right. It came out in 2016, right? Or no? I, I, 2015 or 2016, one of the two. It was yeah. after my husband and I got married, so it's under seven. It's under eight years. So. No, it's six years. Sorry, right? Yeah, 2016, it came out in 06. Yeah, I can't do math. Uh, math is hard. But, I didn't have my shoes two, off. The two things with that is, one, Vader absolutely should have known that he was still a dad and that his kids were alive when he made the don't choke on your aspirations joke. That should have been the instant, like, are my kids alive? I just made a, like an amazing dad joke. Uh, <laughs> but the thing with the Andor series is that was all fans. They begged Disney. They're like, give us this thing. We see Cassie and do like one sneaky spy thing. And then he's just this like, He's there, he does everything in Rogue One, and then he's gone. And they're like, we want more backstory. It's literally the same thing that got us Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Which, right. to throw the point back that way. Because <laughs> right. now we're going to be a, a Rogue One podcast. And Wait, as much right. as I want to talk about it. I'm, no, I'm down in for that, it. Like, with, with the content that Disney has given us, they... I mean, yeah, it's, it's still very, very Disney. Mm-hmm. A lot of it feels very Disney. But a lot of up, it's Disney-fied, yeah, for sure. Growing up being a a prequel-era Star Wars fan, I mean, the prequels were made for kids, to get the kids into Star Wars. Star Wars has always been for children. Rogue One was the first movie that really, like, I walked out of the theater with the, I need to watch this again. I need to watch more Star Wars. This is great. Right. And I, I actually kind of still had that feeling with Boba Fett, with the, sure, this is the book of Boba Fett with very little Boba Fett in it. Mm-hmm. But that's because they're giving backstory for whatever they're doing next. And they're not going to tell us what they're doing next. Because right. if they tell us, then they have to change it. One of the points I made on on Three Geeks yesterday and in, in talking with Mike and, and Max and Dan was that I love the fact that they made backstory for this. And they, mm-hmm. you know, they, they showed us with the you know, the sand people and they showed, you know, him being ingratiated into that, that community. And, and one of the, one of the, the biggest parts of star Wars that people, I, I don't think always catch on to is the concept of found family. That is so prevalent in almost every star Wars movie. There's found family. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's a running trope that is hit on, on almost every level. Right. And, but at the same time, as much as I enjoyed the backstory of Boba Fett, I mean, I've waited for years to see the hand punched through the sand. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've waited for years to have a little bit more information about Boba Fett and where he went and what he did. I also think to some degree, if I'm if I'm looking at it with a critical eye and, and being honest, there are some things that are were over explained and overdone. The these the whole thing with the sand people, as much as I love it, I also think that could have been about half the length of what it was. And still got the point across and given more content to something else. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually have a thing with that. I wish they did a little bit more. Okay. With the, uh, the, the sand people and the Tuscans. Cause it's very clear when like a new hope came out, the Tuscan Raiders were very heavily coded with like Middle Eastern stereotypes, mm-hmm. like desert people, savages, things like that. And the Book of Boba Fett, to a degree, humanized them. I know they're not humans, but you get the point. Uh, that That's my cousin who I need to send this helmet to. <laughs> well, I'm Sean, sorry, I will, okay? Sean, I will tell you. It's expensive to ship. Yes, it is a very nice blue and orange Mandalorian helmet. Yes, it, it is such a it's great. It would, it would look better in Red Wings red and white, but it's very nice. Uh, you know, Islander blue and orange. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> but yeah, I, the, that's one of the things that I, I hate to use the term true Star Wars fans, but with what you were saying with found family, the people who don't see that, who do not see the found family, they're the ones that are like, oh, woke Star Wars, oh, trash Star Wars, or you're not a real fan if like 
Mm-hmm. It's the ones who sit right. there and go, I can watch these movies or these shows and that's my family. That's what right. I want as a family. You can watch the Clone Wars and look at every single one of them and just go, brothers. Or you can watch the Book of Boba Fett and go, he's a dad now. He's a dad now. These are his kids. That is his yeah. co-parents. <laughs> like, not, not to mention the dad bod. You know, but yeah. The fact that he flat out just went, bad. I'm not working out for this. I'm sticking with the dad bod. I freaking love it. Oh, my God. That that was great. All right. So let me ask you this question about the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, at the end, and for those of you who have not watched all of it, uh, this will be a spoiler. So at the end, uh, the le- very last episode, in the post credit scenes, we see Cobb Vanth in the back to tank. Mm-hmm. So where do we go from here with Cobb Vanth? Wherever they want to. <laughs> That's what I think. Oliphant, I don't care where they go with it. I can see that you haven't you haven't gone two weeks camping with them. You you underestimate furry <laughs> wookiness. Okay. I had a friend who would take off his shirt and just be wearing a sweater. So I get that. <laughs> I, had a, I had that friend too. It's like, dude, a razor maybe. A <laughs> uh, little little bit of nair never hurt nobody. But so with, with Cobb Van, wrong, Tim. <laughs> wrong. It doesn't. It doesn't help. Sometimes it doesn't get rid you of get chemical burns and that flipping hurts. Anyway. Uh, oh God, what was it? Right with <laughs> Cobb Van. Uh, they could absolutely be setting up for like a Marshall of Tatooine show. I doubt it. I can't remember the name of the actor. I'm terrible with that kind of thing, but. Timothy Oliphant. Replacing Kurt. Could. Actually, I kind of subscribe to this, and I would love to see this happen. I would love to see the, because there was supposed to be the Rangers of the New Republic show, Mm -hmm. and then with the fallout with Cara Dune, uh, that all got scrapped, uh, you know, with Gina Carano, not Cara Dune, but the, the fallout with Gina Carano. And her stance on politics versus Disney's stance on politics and the, uh, just a whole bunch of crap kind of hit the hit the floor there. I would love to see Cobb Vanth, you know, as a, as, you know, brought back, modded, you know, whatever. And, you know, have him be the ranger of Tatooine. It could they could all just still be right there on on Tatooine. It might be an interesting show. Yeah. Sorry, you said when you said that my brain just went to Power Rangers. <laughs> so I'm just imagining Cobb Van just pulling out his blaster and just be like, Morphin time. No, that's that's the that's the scooter gang. Yes. They are the right color. <laughs> they have the right color scheme. There is a thing with that. I cannot remember <laughs> the year, but there is a historical inspiration to them. Right. In the in the late fifties, early sixties in Britain, the scooters, the more mirrors you had, the cooler you were on your on your vessel. That's not what I was referring to, but that was close. Uh, oh, okay. No, never there mind. There was then. a scooter group <laughs> around that time in England that openly opposed a like heavily neo-Nazi fascist biker gang in England. Okay. So that's where they draw the inspiration from is these... I can't remember the name of the group, the, the scooter people, but they are given credit for being the first punks, and they created the punk scene. Interesting. Okay. So, I just like the phrase "scooter people." I because your mods. brain either sees people on Vespas or you see a bunch of well. Old now people. nowadays they they call themselves scooter boys. Anyway, that happened. Anyway, um, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. We'll definitely be talking about that later. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, that just very historical significance to the, the yeah. mods yeah. and like how they dress, how they act, just even down to the the colorful. Uh, yeah. speeder bikes that really are not fast. No, like, no. My my only main Slowest my only real complaint about the show is that they took so much. There were so many things they they brought it brought in Black Kirstanton. They brought in the mods. They brought in the Tuscan backstory, and I feel Cad like Bane. They, huh? Cad Bane. Cad Bane. They just it it was a Star Wars buffet, and they took so much of everything that they they kind of missed out on having a a, a meal i guess they they left out the main character <laughs> yeah right. yeah but, and, and trying to squeeze all of this stuff into seven episodes too i mean and you know we needed a couple more 30 minutes long yeah, yeah, yeah keep I robert were... rodriguez away from star wars i'll be happy 
when, when I heard that they were going to be Howard in Star Wars, though, please. What's that, like, Kathleen? Keep Bryce Dallas Howard in Star Wars. Yes, please. Her episodes Good are. Grief. Oh my god. And amazing. Danny Trejo, absolutely more Danny yeah, Trejo. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Where did he go? Right. Why was he in the, the last battle? The That's fact what I wanted. That to know. Machete showed up <laughs> with a rancor. <laughs> so you have you have him, and then you have the guy from Office Space in the same yeah. episode. Stephen Root. <laughs> he, he stole my water. They, he stole my water. It's like come on. Like I said, too much. There were too many things that they could have expanded more on, and I know that this is only the first. I mean, it might be the first <laughs> season. We don't know if we're getting another season or not. But like John says, and this was a point that John had brought out that I mentioned last week. That yes, it's the book of Boba Fett. But if you look at other books that have been written, if you look at the book of Mark, Mark is not the one that the book is about. And I feel like that was kind of the thing, too, is that this is the book of Boba Fett, but this is what Boba Fett wrote mm -hmm. about. Yeah, Rogue. possible. That, that does make sense. It also I, it would also make a little sense of, like, it's the book of Boba Fett, but it's also, like, the introduction to his found family. Right, so yeah. With him just, like, almost but like a diary of just, this is how I found my family. If it's the prequel so, to his book. Yeah. So here, here's a here's a question for you guys. Um, and John and I were talking the other day, and and he put this into a little group chat that Kathleen, John, and I have uh, about you know some some Star Wars theories. But here's a theory that he had read, and I want to see get your guys' thoughts on this, and if what you if you think this is a possibility, is the plan to use Grogu as a character to time jump over the sequel trilogy and pick back up the stories centuries after Ray and Finn have died. Maybe they could also use it as an excuse because Ray and Finn are coming back. I, I really hope Finn gets justice because he was supposed to be as he got screwed so hard. Jedi. They, they ruined him, and I feel so bad because that's like be so cool. Daisy Ridley come back too because I feel like their stories could be a little bit better as somebody who yeah. those films. I would. I would absolutely love to see more of Ray Skywalker. I'm sure they want to shoot to the future too. I mean, I, I'm 100 behind that. But the one thing I. I didn't get to say this, but forget Cobb Bane. The one thing I want from the Book of Boba Fett is the Jawa dating show. Can we get that, right? please? <laughs> oh my God. Please. Yes. Oh, my God. The, Amy Sedaris' uh, character is crazy, and amazing. I love it. So great. <laughs> Just the dating show and have like somebody like Zoe Deschanel as the host. We, oh, goodness. Real uh, quick about uh, Jawas. You know, does anyone know about Jot? No, it's in the book uh, from a certain point of view. Jot the Jawa is the only person canonically in that universe to have watched Star Wars. <laughs> Jot was the Jawa who stole R2, pulled out his memory bank, and watched all of Star Wars <laughs> up to the point of stealing R2 and went, oh my god, this is too important. I cannot delete this droid's memory and put it back into R2. Oh wow! That Jawa is the only reason why Star Wars exists, or at least the original Weird. trilogy exists. Huh? So I, I love that story so much because I'm like, it's a Jawa who just saved the galaxy. The Jawa is the George Lucas of the galaxy because he's the, the Jawa is the Basically, chosen one. Yeah. He brought balance to the force. That's cool. Uh, but back with uh with future stuff like past the sequel trilogy, Daisy Ridley maybe might come back if they give her enough money. She said she'd be open to it, but there's literally no word from that ever since right. Rise of Skywalker right. came out. John Boyega has said has many times he will never, ever come back to Star Wars ever again. And Oscar Isaac, he's he said multiple times he wished that Poe died in Episode 7, so that shows his opinion on it. Uh, John Boyega's yeah. uh, opinion has changed a little bit. Um, he would return to Star Wars, but uh, let me see. I got the quote here. Something to do with oh. Kathleen Kennedy. Oh, he's she a, was like gone or something? Maybe. He's a big fan of The Mandalorian and what they're doing on television. Hmm, okay. he, said, he said he might come back, but he's he's not as opposed to it as he once was. Well, that's good. I don't well, know. I I think think they do like a, a Finn show. That'd be great. I'd watch. That's I what I absolutely watch. watch that. 
Forget the yeah. movies. Give us shows and keep. I love the. I, I, like the, I love the, the series, series. Honestly, yeah, these series that they've done with Marvel and what they've done with, um, you know, what they're doing with Star Wars and the, these different little series, I, I think are fantastic, and I think it's a great opportunity to actually see, a, 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 you know, not just the main character, but we get opportunities like in the Book of Boba Fett to see Cad Bane brought in. We get to see. Black Kersantan and uh, a few others, you know, so it's, I think it's a really good opportunity there. Also, uh, with this, we get to see, you know, these, the Mando show and the, the Boba show have given us opportunities to see Ahsoka a little more. Mm-hmm. So moving forward, where does Ahsoka fit into all of this, in your opinion? Everything. She's going to be the one because Filoni loves her. I mean, that's his creation oh. in Star Wars. That's his. Yeah. yeah. Ahsoka you, is basically his child. Oh yeah, like a Yuzan Vong series that could be interesting. That would be amazing. Never gonna happen. Sorry, Nick. I I would love it if it happened. <laughs> I honestly do not think it will ever happen. The Yuzan Vong are not kid friendly. No, like, they're not. I don't. Oh no. Uh, Nick, that that stash is for you. Jason just wants to know you're missed. So, yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious to see where all this goes and see how. I'm hoping, I, I you know, at, at some point it has to happen, but I want it explained where, and I'm hoping the series does this, where Ahsoka was at during all of this, actually. I mean, we just know that she wasn't there. There's rumors that Ezra Bridger is going to show up in the series, that uh, and uh, there's rumor that, not rumor, but Taylor Gray, the voice of Ezra Bridger, has come out and said, I want the live action role. And we're getting Thrawn, which I'm excited about. Exactly. So, timeline-wise, he would probably be about that age. I mean, give or take where he's been in the galaxy, because we don't know. Right. He's just him and him and Thrawn are out chilling somewhere, having some, you know, some uh, mai tais and calling it a weekend. But uh, yeah, so I'd be kind of curious to see what happens with that. I mean, it would make sense to bring Ezra, Ezra's voice actor in. I mean, they did that with with Katie Sackhoff to do Bo Katan. Uh, you know, they've done that with a couple other people. It just makes sense because it's not only the voice, but you know, uh, they, they Bo- know the character. They know the character. They understand it. They understand the nuances, and so it's a perfect opportunity to bring that that person in. So I'm, it'd be really cool, in my opinion, to see Taylor come in as Ezra Bridger and and see where that goes. So now, now my question is. If we do get Thrawn, who do you want to play him? Because I know I, my pick. I have my pick, and I know that it's so cliche for a character like this, but Benedict Cumberbatch is the guy I that I think... literally <laughs> about to say uh, Benny Boo Cucumber Snack, but... <laughs> I love that man. That man That man put out a movie where he's reading the phone book, and I would watch every minute of it and be like, oh my god. There are That's YouTube cool. videos of him reading the phone book. It's ridiculous that he does that, except for the one time he couldn't say penguin. <laughs> in, in a published documentary, do, uh, documentary that, for whatever reason, oh, nobody like went, huh, he's saying penglings. <laughs> like, uh, oh, boy. Honestly, I'm... I'm they come for wants to say penglings, they're going to let him say penglings. Right? True. I'm hoping that we see Lars Mikkelsen. He was the voice actor and the cheekbones and everything are kind of modeled after him. So a little blue paint on, uh, throw it on Lars and you know, away we go. I mean, that would also um, be nice if you got both voice actors to like take up the role again in live action. That'd be pretty amazing. Thrawn is just handsome Squidward. He really is. He really is. I hate that you said that, but he absolutely is. Because I've seen a meme where they just had handsome Squidward and then the dark blue black hair. And it just said Grand Admiral Thrawn. I'm like, I hate it. Oh, that, love it, that wrecks it. it so greatly. It's awesome. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's a thing. Uh it's an unexpected thing, but that's definitely a thing. All right, so one more question for you guys. Oh, sorry, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, does Grogu become the Mandalore? And is this yes. the story, the Mandalorian, about Grogu becoming the Mandalore now that he has chosen myth, the Mithril? 
1,000 percent yes. If, and yes, if, it's totally mithril from Lord of the Rings. That, don't come at me. That's what it is. Just deal with it. If the mm. book of Boba Fett is a chapter and a story, the story is holy Grogu because mm -hmm. that is that's all the hail King really Grogu. About. Everything I, seems to be revolving around him. I think that actually is like what it's about. Though Din Djarin is referred to as the Mandalorian, I think the title of the Mandalorian is about our little green friend here. Mm -hmm. Like, like Grogu's journey to become a Mandalorian. They have to make Grogs. They have to make Grogs. But there is Ryan Airy has a has a video on Screen Crush about um, yeah Screen Crush Screen Rant. Mm -hmm. That's Green Crush. Um, about his theory about what is going on with it, and that um, Dinjarin and Grogu are going to reclaim Mandalore, mm -hmm. and then Grogu will end up becoming the owner of the Dark Saber when Dinjarin dies, and will become King Grogu of Mandalore. So he won't need Yoda's lightsaber because he'll have the Dark Saber. I mean, that's pretty. Like that could be that. But possible. He'll, he'll grow by then. Yeah, he'll grow like a foot, maybe. But still, just, I'm just thinking because, like, we just need him to talk. Well, if you think about the beginning of Mandalorian, he was in his little floaty buggy thing, and now, right. he, now he can walk. So if we're looking at he's 500 ish years old to whatever his species is, which means he was born around the same time as Anakin. He's around toddler-ish. I mean, he's still non-verbal, so I would say he's maybe like a year to a human, because it's about when my daughter started walking, but was still just incoherently babbling. Right. So yeah. I think in the next year or two, story-wise, he'll start talking. Right. He definitely does not age in dog years, that is for sure. It, so... It definitely gets confusing age-wise because Yoda said he was like 900 when he died. So if you just scale that people years, he would be like 90, which is still pretty old. Right. Grogu's 50. So scaling that, he's technically five. So it's like he should be able to do a lot more. So it's like, where's the, the time dilation of like toddler to suddenly you're an adult? Right. Sorry, I, I said 500. He's 50. But still, he is about the same age as Anakin would have been, which is yeah, weird when you do the math backward. That they yeah, actually agreed. Five years after they Return could have the potentially Jedi. they could have potentially mm -hmm. been at the Jedi Temple together if the Jedi had taken Anakin when they usually take small people. Funnily enough, I also, he, I also want to know who saved him. I got to know. It's killing me not to know. Right. Yeah. It, the The symbol of Barris was like in the hallway, so people are thinking that Barris is still around. I doubt it. I, I highly so. doubt. Like, with everything that happened with Barriss, you think Anakin as Darth Vader would let her live? She would have been the first room he visited. Right? Knock-knock, right? Oh, Sith Lord here. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm pretty I, sure that would happen. The comment on why Grogu can't talk, he's also been locked up for how, who knows how long. And you know Right, that, he hasn't been the entire Since he's the been rebellion. with the Mandalorian, he's started to do more and more and more as he's been exposed to it. True. Yeah, I'll give you that. He's I been exposed more and, and people yes. are talking around him and where he's been locked in a just a little shell and, you know, put off I, to the side. If it was five years after Return of the Jedi, Luke was 23. So that means he was trapped in a bubble for 28 years. So like, Yeah, that totally makes sense, actually. That's, so, that's a lot. I hadn't thought about that, though, that he had been isolated and that would be part of the reason that his development would be set back. Mm -hmm. I have a cousin who was in an orphanage in China and he couldn't walk and he was almost three because he was in a crib. Mm -hmm. He had no social, he had no socialization. Like they fed him. They, he, he was pretty much in a kennel like a dog was like, that's, I don't know. Ooh, that's sad. It yeah. is sad. We don't want to think about the sad things, but that's, that's what Star Wars did to Grogu. Poor little baby Gogurt. And yeah. Before Mel Brooks mm -hmm. dies, we need a Spaceballs 2 with baby Gogurt, please. Don't put right. that in the God. universe. 2022 is taking everybody. He's like 95. Still. Yeah, well, hey, hey, White was 99. 
exactly. We got four more good years at least. If hey, I come, keep on, come on, Mel. People, then maybe the universe won't take Dick Van Dyke. It'll be okay. <laughs> Well, let I mean, me just well, this, anyway. this got sad real fast. All right, so, <laughs> anyway. um, so here's here's one more rumor. We're we're gonna go over time tonight. I hope you guys don't mind, but that's really? gonna happen. That's fine with me. All right, so there's also current rumors about the possibility of a post sequel trilogy, but another another set of three movies coming on, and one of those theories is that this is going to be a new Jedi Order as founded by Ray Skywalker. Okay. I'm down. The fact that actually, yeah, if it was founded by Ray Skywalker, depending on how far in the future, that could absolutely be the case that Grogu is like a student or a teacher. There might be the that might be the time leap that we're looking for. Maybe. Absolutely want. But will that time leap completely eliminate the sequel trilogy from canon? No, I don't think that'll ever happen. If they're they're jumping to that point of like Ray Skywalker is the Jedi master of that temple or whatever, then you can't delete that from Canon. Like, cause it, well, it well, has honestly, to be a straight line honestly, there. Honestly, well, for, eight, delete nine. <laughs> so the issues, the issues that yeah, I have with the sequel trilogy, notwithstanding, I don't want them to get rid of those movies. There are good things that come from those movies and please dear God, don't let the whiny crybaby fanboys win. I just, we can't. Yeah. Disney, if you're listening, don't ever let them win. Do what you got to do. Make your movies. Don't care. You know, uh, fans who appreciate the series are going to appreciate it for what it is. And, you know, we'll, we'll just move on with it from there. Disney's but just I gonna do what they did with the prequels and fix it. Like uh, Rebels, they're working on, you know, making some stuff in the prequels make better sense. And you asked right. one of the questions in the chat. And I can't remember what it was, but I want to see Jar Jar and Obi-Wan because I want to see some kind of redemption. One for the actor. And two, for that oh, absolutely. Yeah. let's see the potential that he was supposed to have until Lucas gave in okay. the fans. All right, so here's the thing. He had that in Clone Wars to where Jar Jar had, like, I think, like, five or six very important episodes to the plot to where I'm pretty yeah, sure the, the animated last series, one he yeah. was in. Yeah, and it was the voice actor whose name I'm terrible at remembering, but it was the actually, actual I'm actor a, who, who Actually, Ahmed Jar-Jar. Best did, did do Ahmed quite Best, a bit of it. The, there we go. Yeah, did do quite a bit of the voice acting for him. Uh but with Jar Jar, I think he like ended up helping Mace Windu defeat like a very powerful Dathomiri witch, yeah, or at least pushed her off the planet or something. But like, I yeah. think that's kind of what they're doing with Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett is they're setting up for the sequels. Maybe not immediately, but they want to make sure that there's some kind of tie-in. But making a playground for him, yeah, I think so too. And honestly, I would love to see, uh, Jay, I agree. It's, uh, even though I'm not a big fan of Jar Jar, and I've made no mistakes about that, um, I definitely the first movie. <laughs> I, I, I definitely want to see Ahmed Best get get some respect from the Star Wars community. He absolutely deserves it. That man, nobody deserves to go through what he went through for playing a character that he was hired to play. That's absolute crap. And yeah, I would love to see him, you know, I just love to see him get his get a chance to play a character, play an actor, you know. And I know that he had not only through the animated series, but he also had the um, uh, the other Jedi show that he did, the kids show where he was, you know. But that's not enough. So, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, just real quick before we start wrapping up here, remind everybody, Ben, where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on TikTok at. Hardy underscore healer. All right. Perfect. And Jason, same for you and three geeks podcast, please. You can find me starting a Nick Stockbridge fan club at mustaches.com. And um, you can also find me at the three geeks podcast and at Matt talk and bothering my buddy, Tim and Kathleen in our chat that we have on the internet. There you go. All right. Kathleen, you want to say anything? Not yet. I'm still playing with the lightsaber because it's fun. I have been resisting the urge to play with my lightsaber because I'm watching you do yours. I'm just like, mine's very loud. I don't want to. I just have mine speaker. muted. You get a lightsaber yeah. to play with. Uh, I I do have one final question before we take off. For yeah, sure. please. So there is a theory that Mando season three, Mando and Grogu are going to go to the lake under the Mandalorian lines, mm-hmm. 
and he's going to try and redeem himself. There's a there's two two technically three theories with this. Okay. One, he's going to go down there and redeem himself and take up the helm of Mandalore the Great. Or the second one, he's going to go down there and there's going to be another sect of like children of the watch still under there and they're going to like force him to get rid of Grogu and he's going to give up on the way and like take off his armor and leave the third theory is that they're going to find a because they are thought to be extinct they're going to find a mythosaur and keep it so what what do you what do you all think is going to happen I think Grogu taming a mythosaur sounds like fun. I know. <laughs> he can tame a rancor. He can make a right? rancor keep. I'm hoping, I, I don't know that I subscribe to any of those three. What I'm hoping for is that we see, uh, because at the end of the book of Boba Fett, Boba makes the comment to Fennec Shan that we are not cut out for this life. And then, I'm hoping that he joins forces with Mando, goes back to Mandalore, and that the two of them together do something in Mando season three. And we see Fennec and Boba off doing things, you know, kind of doing almost doing as hired guns working for Mando to to accomplish these things. He goes down, he goes to the lake, he gets, you know, renewed, everything's fine, and they move forward. That's what I'm hoping for. Can we get the, the helmet of Mandalore the Great and a Mississaur with Boba Fett? Can we just take all of them? <laughs> Nick wants all three, so to happen somehow. Mm. So yeah, I don't know. It's Disney. They might do all of them. It's yeah, it's a possibility. Uh, John, so, introduce your daughter to Henry Danger or Kid Danger, whatever the hell that show is called. <laughs> <laughs> he might hear that in a couple minutes. We'll find out. So, all right, cool, cool. All right, well, that was a fun conversation. But before we actually wrap up, last Friday. We had an amazing young lady on our show. She got her start on the hit Disney show, Shake It Up. But the reason that you guys know her is because she spent 100 episodes as Selena Kyle on Gotham. Here's her trailer for our interview with Cameron B. Kandova. So yeah, so that episode is out right now on Funny Science Fiction Podcast. You can find that on our YouTube channel. If you're watching on YouTube right now, you can just scroll down into previous episodes. Or you can find that, of course, on your favorite audio podcast provider. Remember, if you haven't done it already, your subscription uh, to our channel is a major help. So please don't forget to click the like and subscribe button as you're watching, and it's going to help us continue to grow. Yeah, it's not that hard. I'm subscribed seven times, so you guys can do it too. <laughs> All at right. least once, at least once. Fake emails and then just subscribe. Right? That's it. Just, just, yeah, exactly. Just make a bunch of spam emails. We don't even care anymore. That's but, the only yeah. reason I have followers on TikTok. There you go. But that is actually one of our fastest growing episodes right now. Uh, this thing has taken off like wildfire. People are, you know, I'm so glad that people are really enjoying it. We had an amazing conversation with Cameron. She's a wonderful young lady. All right. But this week, this upcoming Friday, we have a guest that we've already talked about on the show tonight. If I were to tell you that this week's guest re played a character that for some time was in the world between worlds that seemingly disappeared with Grand Admiral Thrawn, would you know who it is? Hi, I'm Taylor Gray, and you're listening to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast.
So yeah, our guest this upcoming Friday is the amazing Taylor <laughs> Gray, the voice of Ezra Bridger in the animated series Star Wars Rebels. We talked to him about his work on the movie Thunderstruck that he did when Kevin Durant actually played for the Oklahoma City Thunder, and uh, his work, of course, as Ezra on Star Wars Rebels, and a few other things as well. We had a great time with, with Taylor. So that episode will be coming out this Friday morning. You can, of course, watch that right here on our YouTube channel, or you can, of course, again, find it on your favorite audio podcast provider. You guys should talk to uh, Daniel Logan down the line who played young Boba Fett. He's amazing. I actually reached out to him. I'm waiting to hear back. Oh, yeah, he's amazing. We talked to him at a Comic-Con. You guys he, actually, uh, he actually still talks to uh, a terrible pronounces, pronouncing Timor, his name. Timor Morrison. Timor Morrison. There we go. It's always the, the first name that just like fries it's, my brain. It's, and yeah, it's it's tough. Brain and it does the wait. Words? I, I, the way I my brain functions with words is I see the word and then I say it and just how it's spelled fries my brain. I that can't think of sense. it. Who played Darth Maul? Sam Witwer. Uh, no, or Ray, Par- or Ray, Ray Park. Park. Yeah, he yeah. Uh, Daniel Logan and him are like super tight. That's cool. All yeah. right. Well, yeah, that is the Funny Science Fiction Live Edition. That's right. Hey, I want to say thanks to Ben and Jason for, for coming on the show. Really enjoy your guys' insight and, and sharing some laughs with us. And I want to thank everybody for their comments in the comment section and for our editor taking the night off but hanging out in the chat with us anyway. That was really cool. Nick. To our and- editor and our number one fan, John Walls. But thank you, guys. John Walls. That's right. All right, guys. Thank you very much. This has been the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of Funny Science Fiction, we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on one of our future episodes, please contact us by means of our Facebook group, Funny Science Fiction. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram using the handle at Funny Sci-Fi, or you can go to DraytonAllen.com and click the contact me link at the bottom of the page. Thanks again. Hope you enjoyed.